This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hopefully you guys are having a good day or evening or whenever you're listening to the Clay Young Show here on Podcast 225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app all across the globe. That's right. We've got listeners not just in Louisiana, not just in America, but in fact, on other continents. Explain that one to me, right? (laughs) But listen, we're glad to have you. If you listen to the show uh, and you get it through iTunes, Hey, leave us some feedback there. There's a review section. Tell us what you think about the show, good, bad, or indifferent. And if you don't mind, leave us a rating there, preferably a full star rating. Know what I'm saying? On your Apple device, or you can shoot us emails, as we always like to get, letting us know what you think of the show, clay at podcast225.com. Our guest on this week's show is Pat Inglade, the former chief of the Baton Rouge Police Department, fresh off an event in Baton Rouge, raising money for an organization called Protect Our Protectors, backing up law enforcement officers and their families. Most of you know how crazy it's been here in this part of the world over the last two months. On the heels of the shooting of Alton Sterling, shooting of these police officers and the floods, it has been an emotional roller roller coaster ride here. And I don't really know how to explain it or make it make sense. Hell, I'm having a tough enough time understanding it myself. There is a lot of work to be done here in the real and figurative sense People are putting their lives back together with their homes and businesses having uh, having been decimated by the floodwaters. And then, of course, there is still the aftermath of these shootings. I know this. If we want to fix what's broken, we have to be able to have honest conversations. We have to be able to talk about the areas of concern people have on both sides. But we have to be able to do that without demonizing each other with blanket statements. Now understand me, we do have to deal with what's been going on here. And I think people on both sides of the argument have a right to be heard, but I just don't personally believe that people should be trying to promote more divisions. You know, I did television Last week, as I sit to record this with former police chief Jeff LaDuff and his son Kelly LaDuff for this thing that we're a part of called the Unbroken Chain, which basically is about people on both sides trying to talk, trying to make things better. So we did television, like I said, last week and We were with uh, Channel 9, WAFB-TV here in Baton Rouge with Matt Williams and Lauren Westbrook and their entire crew. And we talked about white people and black people being able to talk and work together and work through this and just leading with the ability to want to understand one another. 
because I don't really think it's the responsibility of the government or really anybody else to make people like one another. Hell, many people sitting and listening to me right now can admit to it that you have people who are blood relations that you can't stand. Now, you may love them, but you might not like them. And so we did that interview talking about addressing what's going on here, and we grabbed breakfast afterwards. I get back to the office, and Sandra Sterling, the aunt of Alton Sterling, had tried to call me, and I noticed that she had tried to reach me on Facebook. So I finally got around to being able to call her back, and she said to me, you guys stole my idea. I was like, what do you mean? She said, I wanted to do that thing too. I wanted to do something just like that, saying that we need to work together. Now, she may have very different views on what happened and where she is on this than some people who may be completely pro-law enforcement. But you know what? I know people like Pat Inglade and people like Sandra Sterling could get in a room together and have a conversation. They can do that. I know that to be true. That's not what I'm thinking. That's not what I'm guessing. I know that because I know them both. Now, if they could do that, why can't the rest of us do that? Now, there's a whole lot of other politics that's going on with this, and I'm just not going to get into it here. There is coming a time where where I will, but I'm just not going to get into it. We've got the Justice Department decision hanging over Baton Rouge like a thunderstorm cloud. And when that happens, the reaction one way or the other is going to be undeniably emotional. And then what do we do? So we need to be having conversations about it now. Now, most of you who know me know that I'm very pro-military, very pro-law enforcement. Some friends of mine who are like family have served in both the military and in law enforcement. Having said that, I am also very involved in our community. At least I try to be. With my time, with my money, with whatever I can do to help. I believe in the principle of helping the least of those among you. And I try to. I'm only one guy. I ain't Bill Gates yet, but I do what I can. I do put my money where my mouth is. So I see it on both sides, and I've got compassion for both sides. And I'm not throwing bombs at either side. And you've not heard me do that. I want to see this community be better. Now, people who have any personal prejudices about this, hey, listen, I got no time to help you with that. And, I, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing between you and your heart. But I live here. My family's here. I want this community to be okay. I run a couple of businesses here. I want the capital region and Louisiana as a whole to win. And at some point we, we will have, and I mean we in the general sense, will have that stiff conversation, that real conversation about what needs to go on here. And I think when we do, we can begin the healing. But in the interim, I am helping, uh, you know, helping some of the communities here. I had a conversation with Raymond Johnson, who is the pastor of Living Faith Christian Center, Bishop Raymond Johnson. And I spoke with Bishop Charles Wallace, who is the pastor of, o, of the Oasis Christian Church. 
who are uh, both rebuilding their church campuses after the floodwaters and helping them. But I was a part of this event with Chief Englade and Leo Verde and uh, Veronica Mosgrove is on the team too, but uh, V wasn't at the event last evening for helping our law enforcement officers and helping these families. And I got a chance to finally meet Trenisha Jackson, uh, the widow of Montrell Jackson. And man, if you ever want to be humbled by the strength of someone, have a conversation with these ladies. Unbelievable. Now, Pat got a chance to talk to Mr. James Tullier, the father of Nick Tullier, the officer who's really fighting for his life right now. And I met the man, but we didn't get a real chance to talk a whole lot. I just told him that he and his family were in our thoughts and prayers. And there were good people there last night, black and white, at this event, all wanting to be a part of helping this community get better. And that's the bottom line here. Hard work. Hard work. And I'm hoping we'll get around to that. And maybe we can facilitate that conversation between both sides here on the podcast. All right, up next, our conversation about the fundraiser at Ben 77 in Perkins Row, which, by the way, was the idea initially of Brian Dykes, who is one of the owners there at Ben 77 and the sidebar, came to me about it. I said, absolutely. I called Pat. We met with him. And there it was. Don Juan Cigar Company, Justine and Robert and the team over there, they were there last evening. The team at Garrity Broadcasting, uh, Gordy Rush was there. Bill Profita was out there. Uh, Leo Verde, who's the owner of Sullivan's, Leo was out there yesterday. Just a, a lot of great people wanting to be a part of this. CNN had some people out there uh, to interview James Toulier. They ended up need, needing to leave to get to a little bit of a quieter venue because you know, with the people moving around out there, it was loud. But there's more information to come about this in the interview with Pat. And that conversation is next. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop Do-It-Yourself Pest Control. Let's talk about termites. Oh, yeah. With the warmer weather moving in, if you're seeing little winged critters flying around your house, that's usually an indication that you've got a subterranean infestation somewhere. So the thing you want to do is to, one, look around the bottom of the slab to see if you find the tunnels. If you find the tunnels, then you need to come see us because we carry the exact same products that the professionals use. And applying those products in a trench will generally give you protection for up to 12 to 14 years. Now's the time to start thinking about it. How can they find you? Well, our Metairie store is located at 3512 Severn Avenue next to the Pepper Mill in Covington. We're located at 1417 North Causeway. That's in the same shopping center as Sherwin-Williams. On uh, the West Bank, we're on the Palco just before the Harvey Bridge and in Baton Rouge, we're at 806 O'Neill Lane. Treat your home and lawn with the products available at Pest Stop. Welcome back to the Clay Young Show. Back with Pat Inglade, who is the former chief of the Baton Rouge Police Department, and we are fresh off of fundraiser at Ben 77 
in Perkins Row, raising money for Protect Our Protectors, an organization supporting law enforcement here, specifically the Baton Rouge Police Department. Pat, how are you? Good, Clay. You? I'm fantastic. Uh, let's talk about it, man. It was a it was a great event, and I think the highlight of the event was having the the wives of two of the fallen officers there, and also he didn't get a chance to speak, but the father of Nick Tulier was there at the event for a little while, and you guys got a chance to speak. I was just, I was impressed by the ladies and just really, really impressed by Mr. Tulier. Oh, I think it was, if, if nothing else, uh, it made us uh, just so much closer to have these 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 people involved in what we're trying to do and 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 what they mean to this community, uh, it 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 really uh, puts an exclamation point on our uh, what we're trying to do here with with these people that have lost almost everything that was dear to them in their lives or 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 one that's son is in a hospital now and and struggling for his life to come forward and say, look, we want to be with y'all. We want to help you. Uh, we, we need to fix whatever's wrong. Uh, we want to make sure that our officers are, are safer in the future. And, and I think that, uh, Tanya, uh, Garifola said it best when she said, we, we never want this community to experience what we had to experience again. And I think that's kind of the, the point we, we were trying to make and, 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 and the purpose of what we're trying to do, really, Clay. You know, you're, you're so right. The last 10 weeks have been just about as crazy around here as I could ever remember. And, you know, you think about everything that was going on last night, the two subjects people were talking about, you know, started with what happened here in July and then, of course, the flooding in August. And People just seem to be at their limit with foolishness. And then you and I were talking about the frustration with dealing with FEMA and the federal government and everything that's going on right now. Man, this is, can you remember a harder year for Baton Rouge in terms of a series of events than this one? No, no. And I've had, I'm one of these guys that I thought I had everything to deal with when I was with the police department, but I, I don't think it's come to this level, to be honest with you. I don't think this many people have been affected in so many different ways. I just don't know uh, if you could throw something else at them right now. I think everybody's kind of at their limit. But, you know, last night was smiles and, and laughter and people having a good time. And if nothing else, it just made me feel better last night just to be with people that uh, we're, we're trying to put some of these things behind them. I think that's part of our purpose, Clay, with what we're doing with these uh, fundraisers is we'd like to collect a little money, sure, because so, we have some very good causes. But more than that, we're just getting people together and putting some of these things behind us for, if nothing but more than a couple of hours, and just, you know, laughing and having a drink and, and uh just having a good time for, you know, just a little bit to, so we don't think about the things we've had to deal with. Well, you're right. It was a it was a big part of the conversation yesterday, watching some of the people laugh and Tanya and, you know, talking to Trenisha Jackson and just kind of laughing with them. And it it's it's a good exercise for them. 
And, 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 you know, just so people will know, I mean, you were affected by these floodwaters. So in addition to all the work you're doing with the organization that's trying to help law enforcement, you're also in that same fight that thousands of people are in and in an effort to put your house back together. Yeah, let's let's don't talk about FEMA right now. I, I, we had a good night last night. We made a good bit of money, and, and you know we we accomplished some things we wanted to. Come. We sold all our T-shirts, by right. the way. Yeah. That was a great. We ordered a hundred T-shirts, and I thought, oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to eat some. But I, I actually we ran out, and I've got bunches of people looking for more. So. Uh, we're going to reorder our shirts and, and get those out. We want to see those all over the place. And uh, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I, I think. I think. I think FEMA's a four-letter word That's now right. that we all need to try not to think about. <laughs> Lori, Lori had already warned Pat. If you tell one more FEMA story. <laughs> And, you she's banned me from Facebook <laughs> on talking about FEMA, but I'm, I and I, you know I, I'm going to do my best. I'm, I'm trying. Look, there are there are a lot of people worse than I am. Absolutely, uh, I yeah. am blessed in a lot of ways. My yeah. family's safe. Uh, I have an opportunity to get together with good friends like y'all last night. So uh, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. We we're we've got a mission. Uh, we're on it. We've got some really good things coming up. We hope to talk about here soon, and uh, and uh, we're 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 not satisfied with where we're at yet, Clay. You know, what do you think about the morale of law enforcement here now? And if you take into account the roller coaster ride from the incident that involved BRPD and Alton Sterling to these officers getting killed, and then the flood, so. Law enforcement, on the heels of everything happened in July, had to spring into action to help so many people evacuate their homes. And it, this wasn't just PD and sheriff's office here. This was all over the capital region. What do you think the morale is after this roller coaster ride? Well, I think in a time of crisis, you don't really think about that. I think that everybody, police officers are used to dealing with bad situations. I mean, that's what you, that's what you do. I mean, that, it's very seldom that, that you come off uh, in, in good situations. Most of the time you're dealing with people in crisis. So people are used to that. Most of the time they're not used to dealing with their own crisis, like their house being flooded, though. And I think that has paid an, an, uh, played an important part on, on what they're having to deal with right now. But on a daily basis, I speak to a lot of officers currently on with BRPD and, and some with the sheriff's office. And I can tell you, Clay, they are so appreciative of what we're, we're trying to do. I think that the, the fact that we have put this group together and, and we've made it our goal to see that uh, we're going to try and uh, – Keep them a little bit safer, and, and if nothing else, it's it's uh, it's an endorsement of what they're doing in our community, and and being appreciated. So I think that there's a there's a double edged sword here, and, and I think we saw some of this during the storm where uh, my my oldest son was, is a is a Baton Rouge fireman, and he was actually on national. Uh oh, Pat, you there? I think we might have lost the chief. Let's see if we can get connected with him, uh, reconnected with him here. 
we're back with Chief Inglate. Now, you were you were just making a point about your son being on, your, who's who works with the fire department, being on with CNN, I believe it was. Well, I, I don't remember. It was a national. It was a national news where he was uh, actually had some elderly women that he was escorting on his back out of the floodwaters in South Baton Rouge, and uh, so we, you know, we were all so affected by this, and uh, you know, to be honest with you, I think this gave all of our public uh, first responders uh, uh, just a a good feeling to know they could go out and actually help people in need. Uh, uh, I I think it was a, like I said, I think it was a double-edged sword in in a lot of cases. And and, uh, they were out rescuing people while their houses were, were being flooded and their families were by themselves. So, you know, kudos to these people that continued to, to work under these conditions while uh, we were in such a horrible state in this in this region for such a long time. How do we build bridges between law enforcement as a whole and a lot of these communities? There have been lots of conversations about this, but a lot of the people who are involved in the conversation, I often think, aren't in, interested in unity. They're just interested in division so that they could keep their spot. So how do we continue to build a rapport between law enforcement and, and, and the communities that seem to have that adversarial relationship? Well, I think we, we're going to choose to take the high road here. I, I don't want to get in conversations with people that I'm not going to change their mind sure, about. Sure. There are absolutely fantastic people all over this community right. that that think the police do a good job, they appreciate what they do, and they want a relationship with the police. It's it's not always a bad situation. And, and those are the people that we want to affect and help as much as we can. I can tell you, Clay, that the, the bringing of the three wives of the of the uh, police officers and deputy were killed into this community, and they've agreed to do that. and And they they want to come out and help us uh, affect some of change in our community, and and let them uh, experience what these ladies went through. And I don't think it it can get any more down to the heart than that. I mean, you're going to hear it directly from these ladies. And and listening to, to, to James Touye last night talk about Nick last night was just, I don't know. It, it, I, like I said, I had a softball in my throat uh, even after I got home last night just listening to that story and and how much faith the, that man has. And he, the first thing he emails me this morning was, here's my phone number and my email address in case you've lost it. I'm in. Whatever y'all need, you just let me know. Now, this, I mean, can you imagine? Wow. I mean, he's got enough on his plate. His house went underwater yep. four or five feet. He lost everything. His son's in critical condition in the hospital. And and the man's wanting to help us whatever way he can. Now I, I can't I, I can't tell you how may, how that makes me feel, how proud that makes me feel, that these people are part of our community. And if we can't go out and and convince some people that we're going to do some things to hopefully make Baton Rouge a better place, and I think we've missed the opportunity of a lifetime. I, I agree with you. How how did he say Nick was doing? I mean, what what was the at least that you can talk about here? What what was the update? 
Well, I think every day is a roller coaster for them. Uh, I mean, we we all know that the damage was severe. Uh, it, it, there's, you know, the brain. Anytime the brain's involved in in an injury like that, there's there's good, bad, and ugly days. I mean, that's just the way it is. What he told me they're trying to do right now. They they were kind of in a hurry uh, for some reason. He he really wasn't sure, but he said the doctors wanted to try to get him off to Texas as soon as possible. Uh, where he would be, I think he's gotten into a very prestigious uh, rehab facility. But but uh, James told me last night that he wanted to seem uh, stabilized a little bit better before they they moved him. So I think he's convinced the doctors that they wanted uh, kind of a wait and a, a see approach to it and and see how he does in the next couple of days. But. He said they may move him within the next week. It, it just depends on how he does. I, I think, like I said, every day is 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 kind of a uh, a new day for them. And and uh, you know when you when you're dealing with something that severe, I think that it's just going to be a, a a long long process. Unfortunately, you know one of the other things we talked about the wives and Nick's dad being there talking with us. The other thing is people like. Brian Dykes, you know, Ben 77 and Gordy Rush was there and the folks at Guarantee and all of the people who are standing in line to find out what they can do to be a part of this. That, too, is impressive to me. I I can't tell you how much that means to me personally that these people have approached us. Now, we didn't go out soliciting these people. That's right. This was Brian's idea. Right. said, what can we do? We want to be a part of this. And I mean, I, I can't tell you how much that means to me, just personally, Clay. It's for for guarantee to get involved, and when you get somebody like uh, Leo Verde and Brian Dykes to say, "Look, we we're opening our doors to you. We we believe in what y'all are doing. We think this community's better than it has been, and we want it to be better in the future. And we want to be a part of that. I, I mean, that speaks volumes. I mean. The, the the Dykes family, I've known them forever, and Leo is well. Leo's Leo, you know. I, Leo's Leo. I, I was going to say we don't have any politicians involved in our group, but Leo may be the closest thing to a politician that we have. But uh, uh, he's the mayor of Sullivan. Anyway. But, he I mean, is, for he these is certainly people, that. I mean, they they like like I think somebody mentioned last night. Guarantee probably gets approached. 50 times a day with somebody wanting something out of them and for them to, to realize what we're doing and, and how we're trying to make Baton Rouge better and, and our officers safer uh, is, is a, I mean, I, I just can't tell you how much that means to me personally. I think people here want to see this community better. I think people here recognize that we've got some hard work in areas, but all it takes is a little effort to address what we need to fix And that's the part of this that doesn't often get told. People are willing to address whatever issues that there are. But in the end, this is a good town with people who care about this town. And I think that's the story we got to tell a whole lot more, don't you think? I think people, if people will just open their minds and and, and listen to what are said, when we go to these events that we're going to start and and these ladies that lost their, their, their husbands, get up and speak about what it's meant. And if you 
listen to some of their stories about what their husbands experienced as police officers and the good things they did. Uh, I, I mean, uh, James Touye was telling me last night that he, he received a note from a lady that that, uh, that Nick had helped about 12 years ago. The, the lady was about 13 years old and had written a suicide letter, and Nick had been dispatched over there and to talk to her and actually talked her out of it and she wrote a letter to James telling her how much that Nick meant to her and saved, literally saved her life that day you know those are the stories the media does not want to know about I don't know why I mean I was sitting there and I think I forgot who was standing there with me, but, man, tears are rolling out of our eyes listening to these stories about what these these guys did and what the, what the sacrifices they did. But if this community will just keep an open mind and, and, and put aside uh, some of this rhetoric that's going on in the community right now and, and, and knowing that we're – going out and we're going to all we're going to do is tell the truth we're, we're going to be straight down the line we're going to be honest about what we're saying uh we're all big guys and, and big women we can take we can take a hit if you want to take, but we're not afraid to try to affect some change in this community and i think the time is right to do it i think we we uh we're right for this right now and i think this community is looking for something like this to pull it together, and I think we just we need to take this opportunity to do so. Well, there is a lot that is still going to happen, as you mentioned. This wasn't the end. You can go to the website protectourprotectors.com and make donations. Uh, it is an organization. I think it's the only one, Pat, that I know about that's sanctioned by BRPD. We've been telling people that because lots of folks have popped up to to want to have organizations, but they have to be sure that if you're going to say you're doing something, that you're actually doing what you say you're doing. So uh, this organization is sanctioned by the Baton Rouge Police Department, and I think that should matter to people if they are interested in making a donation. Won't you agree with that? Absolutely. I, I mean, I've talked to the chief probably two or three times a week, and we, we have regular conversations. And anytime anybody calls him and says, look, we would like to help, he refers those people to us. We are the, uh, we have set it up where we can do this legally and we can help the department and we can help uh, the people that need to be helped uh, in, in, in the way it needs to be done. And, and all the proceeds, all of the proceeds are going to this cause. We, we don't have administrative costs. Nobody's making nope. a salary off of this. Nope. We've dedicated a lot of time and effort and our own monies into this project. That's right. So that's how much it means to us. And, and all we're asking everybody is to just have some faith in us, and uh, and hopefully y'all will see some change in Baton Rouge. And 
we can get over this bad hump we've been over. I, I sure hope we we don't see anything else here. We I don't know if we can take another one right now, Clay. No, I'm I'm with you 100%. And I'd be remiss if I didn't think the folks at uh, Don Juan Cigar Company, they were out there as well at the event. And I think we got I everybody. I thought I was going to have to call the fire department. I saw a bunch of smoke <laughs> going up back there. Now, I don't know if that was just y'all talking or y'all actually smoking. Well, actually, actually, Leo came out there, and that's where all that hot air came from. I got it. <laughs> That's, I knew there was some, some, right. some hot air being blown by somebody. That's exactly right. Well, listen, man, as always, you know, I appreciate you, you being on the show. And then, of course, we again, we want to tell people the web address is protectourprotectors.com. You can buy T-shirts. We, I, I think every one of them got sold yesterday, if not for a hand. Maybe only there were only a handful left, but 95% of what was brought there ended up getting sold, right? did yeah. we, we are going to reorder today hey tell uh, that we're story pat try tell, to get tell, those tell. on the website if we can uh i'm working on that i need some i need somebody to help me with that i've got my hands full with a lot of things so i'm getting trying to get some volunteers to help us on the website and maybe we can get these things mailed out too but i'm in the process that's 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 a work in progress well, listen, b- before we wrap up, the last thing we'll do is tell the story about the T-shirts for people who may not have heard it when you talked about it on Talk 107.3 or who didn't attend the event. Tell that story. Well, I was we, we had talked about this. I think you, you and me had talked about this, yeah. and we decided we wanted to do some bumper stickers and some T-shirts right. that uh, would, would tell people what we are and what we do. So I was looking around trying to find a T-shirt somebody to print our t-shirts and i'd put something on a facebook about it and i'd gotten actually gotten a call from bodie white's sister and uh she said pat are you familiar with this place in central uh that is a uh it's called gateway transitions and uh i said no i haven't heard about it she said well what it, what it is is it's a group of uh young adult well, they're not children, young adults with autism. And, and what it does is helps them transition from, uh, they, they teach, and they also let them do some kind of uh, work so hopefully in the future they can, they can be, become productive young uh, workers in our community. And she said they do excellent work. So I, I called the people, and they were more than happy to help. They were so excited that we had asked them to to be our T-shirt people. And and if you saw the shirts, they're 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 great. And and the thing is, there, there's six young men that were working on our T-shirts. We had a group of six young men, and on the T-shirt is a tag, and on the tag is their name, and, and that meant that they screened that shirt personally. So their autographs are on the shirts. It and I, I you know, I I forgot to even ask the lady when I talked to her how much the shirts were. I said, just well, give me a hundred. I don't care. I mean, it was worth that much to me. That what a great story that is. Absolutely. And I gave them all. A, I gave I gave the guys a shirt yesterday, and uh, I said, uh, I, I want a picture. We're going to put it on our on our page. And uh, I'm going to make all of y'all rock stars. <laughs> and and they were they were it was such a good time for them. I'm going to tell you, uh, I've had some bad days here, but I'm going to tell you the last last two days of uh, dealing with those kids out there, 
in that thing last night have just it just increased my I feel a lot better today. Let me tell you that. Well, we're gonna see each other later today and make Leo Verde buy a couple of steaks. Well, I, you know, if we go in there, he probably finds some way to be busy that's like he exactly, usually does. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Well, listen, man, We again, protectourprotectors.com. And, Pat, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, Clay. Look, it, y'all have worked so hard on this. I don't think people realize the work that goes into something like this. And the pay is, you know, I, I know I'm kind of slacking off on the pay, but, you know, the rewards we're getting from what we get out of this community and, and helping, just helping those kids out there with the T-shirts is is a day's worth of smiles for me. I can tell you oh, that. Man, so it's, it's everything amazing. else from now on is golden for me. I don't know about you. It's it's the same. It's golden, and and the the thing, the fact that this has started where it started, and the momentum that it's building. I mean, it's better than you could have expected, and and I think it's again, it's another example of how great this community is. Yeah, when you think it's bad and, and you want to put your head down, let me tell you what. Go to our website. Uh, and and you've named it three or four times already, protectourprotectors.com. If if it doesn't uplift you, I'm going to give you a T-shirt because I guarantee you <laughs> it, right. it will. It, it's right. a great story, and it's going to be a great ending before this is over. With. I, I just got a great feeling about that. Former Police Chief Pat Inglade. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial. We talked about these three locations. You're not just in Baton Rouge. You are in the New Orleans area and on the North Shore as well. Absolutely. You know, listening to the radio, like many of you out there, everybody owns a home. Right. So like my buddy uh, John at Pest Stop. Right. Uh, I've been listening to the radio for years, but I didn't know he had offices in three places. Right. Mandeville, right. Baton Rouge, New Orleans. Yeah. Like me, a lot of you out there don't know I have offices in three locations. Mandeville, Baton Rouge, New Orleans. So like John, everybody owns a home. You have a pest problem. You could call John to get your, <laughs> That's your, right. your, your pest control in place. Yeah. Uh, you have a financial problem. Everybody has money. You call Brian Lowe to fix your income need. And, you know, the bottom line here is like John Conroy, if you want to make the smart decisions, you call a pro. You're a pro. That's and right. your team is a pro team. Listen, you can learn all about Brian. I love what you did right there, too. At BrianLowFinancial.com. Below at BrianLowFinancial.com. This is the Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. So there you have it. Protectourprotectors.com. You can also search the Unbroken Chain, Unbroken Chain on Facebook. Kelly LaDuff is setting that up, talking about bringing this community together. We were going to try to get Kelly and Pat on, but Jeff is a bit under the weather. We'll shoot for that maybe next week. Coming to Podcast 225 also, ladies and gents, will be The Waiting Room, a brand new show that's happening with Dr. Mary Catherine Rodriguez and Katie Fetzer. 
You'll be hearing uh, them on the show coming up here next week. In addition to that, we've got some promo information that'll be in my show about that next week as well. Again, just a reminder, if you get our show by way of the podcast app for Apple devices, leave us a review. Tell us what you think about the show. And also give us a couple of stars there if you don't mind. Full stars, if you know what I'm saying. All right, it's been great. Enjoyed my conversation with Chief N. Glade, and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button to get the show. It'll pop right into that podcast app on your Apple device, or you can, if you're on a non-Apple device, get to the show and uh, at the website, podcast225.com, or you can download that Talk 107.3 mobile app and catch us there. As always, it has been my honor to be with you. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.